Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, I know we've had some really good special guests lately, the last few weeks, and there's more coming, but you've got so many questions to get into, so you're stuck with me and Alex today. I hope that doesn't make people not send questions in, by the way. I don't know. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. Alex, I've noticed in the comments, people want to know who the hell you are. So this is your moment, my friend. Go for it. Oh, man. I can't believe you just did that. That is not what we recorded today. I think we will save that for after the new year because we have a ton to get into today. Oh, man. Anyway, that's why, because he wants to su- he wants to kind of stay anonymous. In any case, you might have noticed that the you know the recession is giant quote fingers is going the way of that red wave that never happened either. Uh, I want to get into that uh, and what that means for voters. And with less than a month to go until Iowa, we've got some much more encouraging numbers for Joe Biden and one not so encouraging number for Donald Trump. Plus. We get into some of your questions, which I guess Alex is hiding behind. We've got to answer those instead of him telling you who he is. Anyway, judging by the one Alex and I have been talking about, I think people are starting to get it. Alex, where should we get started? So I was trying to come up with a name for this first thing, and I think it's probably more confusing if I put the name on it. So here's what I want to get into. One of your tweets, and this has to do with the the economic numbers, uh, your tweet was, What recession will be just like what red wave? Three to six months from now, they will be saying they knew he was right and said so all along. So, Joe, explain that. And I want want to maybe put it in a different kind of – don't just explain it, but what is that going to do for voter perceptions and how long does that take? Well, I mean, what I meant – is you know exactly what we're talking about that big red wave that the press kept talking it's coming it's coming it's coming uh, that the republicans kept pushing that we're going to have the big red wave big red wave and it turned into a big mirage and there was no red wave in 2022 uh for the last 2 years it's been the recession the recession you know it's it's coming it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be here next week no it's coming you know a month from now whatever well it's not coming it never was going to come. It's actually going to be a soft landing. And actually, Bidenomics and the Fed are, you know, things are, things are changing uh, in the economy. And you see it uh, right now, you know, unemployment near an all-time low. GDP, it, you know, is up to 2.6%. Unemployment is now, uh, you know, 35 I actually, I think it's down below 3.8, but it's down there. And then you get, you know, the the uh, core inflation is at 2.8%. That's down. The Dow's at an all-time high and moving. The S&P uh, 500 is now up 21%, uh, over 21% for the year. There's all kinds of stuff that's, that's happening that, uh, you know, and I think John Hartwood said this, that it, it, I think I was responding to his tweet or post or whatever they're calling it over next these days, but that um, all the people, no one stood up to say, "Hey, we were wrong," and and uh, and we've been wrong for two years, and and driving up, you know, negative, you know, the negative side of everything. When it turns out, and none of them are saying, "Hey, he was right," and that, that's not just Biden, but but uh, the Fed, Powell, all of it, and. To, just to get 
to what I'm really uh, been saying now for months. You know, every time I saw one of those polls, one of those talking heads on TV, one of the anchors do like, well, if the economy's doing so well, why is his approval number so low? And it's really simple. There is anybody who's been through presidential campaigns should know that there is a lag time of three to six months, at least from when it really kind of turns, when you kind of see this moment, the market hitting new highs, unemployment, you know, still holding low, core inflation, inflation going down, pretty close. It's getting damn close to the target of 2%. Yeah, it's, it's three, but given where it was at nine, it's really uh, coming down. When you see that rents have posted their biggest decline in three years, that you know inflation is way down, but wage growth is up. Again, you're, you're, that takes time coming out of an economic downturn where people have been like given the negative, feeling it at the gas pump, you, you know, grocery prices, rents were going up, all that. It doesn't, they, your emotions, the, the voter's emotion does not turn on a dime. They've been blaming Biden for this for two years. <laughs> you know, right. it, it's not like, oh, great, I woke up this morning and the market hit a high, so I'm over that. No, it takes three to six months for it to actually start having an impact on, hey, the country's going in a better direction. Hey, my, my own personal finances, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, I'm worried a lot less about the economy. And, you know, I kind of like think that Biden's approval, you know, I, I'm feeling better about him too. Now, proof of that, and there's lots of them, uh, throughout, it, it, you know, Reagan, two, two and a half years into his administration, his numbers were crap. Inflation had not been tamed. People did not want him to run for reelection. Twelve months later, it was morning in America because, again, the lag. He had, it had already turned, but it took three to six months for it actually, for people to actually start, for their opinions to start to change and be imp impacted. You know, the, one of the great ones is George Herbert Walker Bush. Remember Carvel and Clinton, you know, Carvel, it's the economy, stupid. Well, it was. It was an economic downturn, some, some tough economics uh, and, and uh, numbers, and it started to turn. Uh, unfortunately for, for George Herbert Walker Bush, it, it, it turned about a month or so before the election. <laughs> so people, that whole lag thing, it happened, but it didn't happen until, until Clinton, it happened in the middle of Clinton's first year. And he looked like, man, he, you know, he feels our pain. Well, the, you know, the same happened with Obama. The downturn that happened that actually helped him get elected in 2008. And then in 2012, the, the, you know, the Great Recession, the recovery wasn't quite there, but it was turning and enough things turned in time um, that Obama was reelected. So this is something like not I'm not the the economists don't get this, but the, what's just shocking to me is how people who covered multiple presidential elections don't, you know, kept asking the question, why, why with 
with the economy being so strong and jobs and everything, why is his approval number so low? I think that's going to, three to six months from now, watch. They'll all be, oh, we knew this. <laughs> it's like, like they knew the red wave was never coming either. They all knew it was just going to be a mirage. They never even, they never touted a, a red wave. It's all bullshit. That trippy show will always be free with support from our advertisers, and we try to work with partners we believe in. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you keep what's stressing you bottled up, it can really start to drag you down. That's where therapy can help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Trippy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Trippy. Support for That Trippy Show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. I think a good indicator was, and I think Bank of America said, household savings are growing at 8.5% per year which is a clip that people haven't seen in like 30 years, Yeah, which is yeah, I, I a mean, pretty big deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, it is. It's a, this is a soft landing. And, uh, you know, soft landing means that consumer, consumers won't have to break their piggy banks. You know, household, I think it's from the same Bank of America quote, household liquid assets currently sit at $18 trillion. That's liquid assets. Now, look, I'm not saying that people aren't having, that there are people having, still having a tough time with, because inflation still, even if it is only growing at 3% this year, that's a 3% price hike. Uh, it, even though energy prices, gas prices are, have been going down every day now for over 70 days, I think. But it's still, that, that still is, is painful. And so, yeah, some, it will take longer than that three to six, may take them nine. But when you have a year left between now and the election, and you're seeing, you know, the Fed now saying it's going to cut rates three times next year. Yeah, those are all really good numbers uh, for, for Joe Biden. And they're horrible numbers for an entire party that's been screaming, inflation, you know, uh, you know, he he Bidenomics is killing the economy. It'll wreck it forever. Well, no, it's not going to happen, friends. Um, and they're going to have egg on their face. They're going to be really, really wrong. And they've met, they've, you know, walked themselves into a corner and painted themselves there. And I don't see, you know, it when when those numbers start to change, when people actually start to perceive that the economy, that they, they, that they don't have to worry about a recession that they've been told was coming for two years, that it's, it's not going to happen. And I'm sure Fox and 
the Republicans will scream the recession's happening next month for the, you know, for the next year. It's just going to become more and more obvious that they're full of shit. So I think the one thing, I think most of the people that listen to this show and a lot of the questions we got, they've gotten most of what you just said. But all of these questions kind of boil down to, so what? Like, what is the Biden campaign? Because they still have to convince people to vote for him next year. What are they going to do about pointing out all those things? Because so far, yelling Bidenomics is working has not worked. No, it, it, it wasn't. It's not going to work when people feel like uh, when you're getting told that there's a recession tomorrow and everything's going bad and, uh, and you're seeing prices go up. It's not going. To, but what it does is it lays the foundation for when they turn, when they feel different. And it, okay, well, what caused this? Oh, well, Bidenomics. You've been hearing about it for a while. Biden will keep talking about it. Uh, maybe not in those terms, but also taking it to where you know, people are. The, um, you can't you, it, it, you know, Reaganomics was a disaster for the first two, two and a half years. I mean, Reaganomics didn't become like, a, a, you know, a, 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 a reelectable thing until six months before the election. Before that, it was like the same thing. It was, I, I mean, I don't believe in Reaganomics, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying it was, it didn't matter, right? What you called it, what you called his, his uh, uh, you know, you can call your policies whatever you want, but if you've got, you know, inflation at nine percent, people aren't going to believe it's working until they feel that it's working, and it takes a long time for that. Uh, for one, the policies to work, and two, uh, once they do, it takes three to six more for people to actually months. I mean, for people to actually feel it. So, I think that's going to become clear but the things like you know that you're seeing for for example you know the the University of of Michigan's uh index came out and that thing had a big leap you know its consumer index like jumped like 13 points people are already starting to say to the Michigan uh s survey that hey yeah this is i mean it, it doesn't that doesn't happen it doesn't move 13 points in a month that doesn't happen something's right. going on but they're not associating it with Biden yet no that takes right. that's going to take some time no matter you know that's what I'm saying it's it's you know you know I think EJ Dion had a, a a good piece uh in the Washington Post put it in the show notes you know about a poll that was connected con you know conducted last month by the Financial Times and the University of Michigan's Ross different school. one the but, different but one same yeah. Idea. yeah yeah but uh, um you know the the heart of Biden's challenge no matter how good the economic data is voters remain disgruntled but a poll conducted last month by the Financial Times and the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business is representative it found that only 26% of voters thought Biden's policies had helped the economy you know, so that's what I'm saying. You get, so you have on one hand, the University of Michigan index jumping 13 points, meaning people have confidence, you know, and at the same time, literally about the same time, only 26% of voters tied that to Biden's policies. That will change as we move forward. I'd much rather be Joe Biden than on this than, than where the Republicans are going to be. 
trying to well, trying to still other, claim that inflation's ruined the you know that Biden's policies have right, ruined the country. Your, your ninety six dollar turkey. Yeah. 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 And the other thing that I, I I think every every listener of this podcast doesn't forget, but I think the campaign will definitely point out there is a massive contrast here between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yeah, well, you know, Trump's now yelling about repealing the the uh, Affordable Care Act. You got MAGA, which is in the '60s, by the way. Now, yeah, in terms yeah. of and people liking it, yeah, you got you know MAGA Mike Johnson, Speaker in charge of the House. MAGA's still going after abortion. You have the Texas case with a you know uh, she had to flee because the Texas court. I mean, we're we're now going to let courts decide what used to be decided by a doctor and the woman is just incredible. And and Trump's openly out there saying, hey, um, you know, I'm not going to deny I want to be a dictator. I, I'd love to be a dictator for a day. Um, and no dictator stops being dictator after they've been dictator for a day. And Donald Trump isn't going to be the first. So, I mean, it's just... The contrast, and as E.J. Dion pointed out in his piece, you got to take it, take these policies of Biden's, and you know, and and tie them uh, again. I mean, even things that they think they've gotten through, like the, you know, focus on lowering the drug prices, on the the thirty five dollar cap on insulin that he he did. You know that as the economy's getting going, tie it personally. Uh, like on things like that, and don't forget about that contrast between you know. And Trump's out there still doing like, oh, things were never so good as when I was president. It's that's all bullshit. I mean, it, it was a disaster. He 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 he. You know, he, he, I mean, he, first of all, it, on on spending, he you know massively you know put us deeper into debt, and the job creation was like almost zero. Compared to to and and definitely compared to Biden, I mean Biden's light years in terms of job creation, uh, wage growth, all that stuff. It's all going to be in a situation where it look, look put it this way: the one thing that's going to change, definitely going to change, is think about it. For two years, the big recession. It's recession. They they can't stop the recession. There, it's the Fed's putting us into re recession. Biden's policies are putting us into a recession. It's going to destroy the country. Put all your money in a mattress because Bidenomics is going to put us in a recession. And, and, and for two years, that was the mantra. And by the way, it didn't matter what cable channel you watched because they all had their experts on talking about how this or that or the Fed was going to do this. Biden's spending too much, whatever. It Guess what? For the next year, no, that whole mantra is gone. No one's going to be out there. No self-respecting anybody who knows anything now. They're talking the opposite way. Oh, we're going to have rate cuts, three rate cuts next year. So that just that alone, that weight off of, I mean, that, and by the way, it was an insane thing. I mean. We were coming out of a pandemic. We had all kinds of supply chain issues. Biden actually was putting policies in place to 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 keep the economy going, to make sure 
that there was minimal impact and that we got the supply chain going as fast as we could into lower prices on drugs and other things. But they kept doing, oh, you know, put your hand on your wallet because Biden's going to put us into a recession. Uh, and we're going to, you know, it, it, recessions means, by the way, you know, uh, unemployment, jobs. So none of that happened. Not, I mean, that's what I mean. He took all those hits, the entire, like, by the way, Reagan did too. It actually reminds me very, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I keep going back to that cycle, but it's amazing to me in a lot of ways, the similarity of the plight of the incoming president uh, with Reagan, it was coming in after Carter and, and, and just inflation was way out of control. It took two and a half years to turn it. And this, it looks like about the same is ha actually, I think Biden turned it sooner. But it's, you know, again, I think we'll see it uh, more pronounced in the next three to six months. All right, Joe, continuing our collation of questions from people. By the way, one of these is from my mother, so be nice. But she keeps asking me. It's, it's not the stupid one, is it? <laughs> I will. I am legally required that to say no, That was a joke. That was a joke. Mrs. Hashlow, that was a joke. <laughs> so give us a pulse check on what you're seeing in terms of polling. And I, this is this is question is from Jack, but this is kind of what my mom was asking too. Is Are we looking right now at Biden's floor and Trump's ceiling? Oh, yeah, by far. I mean, that's why that's why the third parties are such a problem, because, you know, Biden's floor is in the mid 40s comparatively. And uh, Trump's ceiling is in the low to mid 40s. Uh, so when you you look at that, that's why you see, you know, uh, uh, you know, you have the new Reuters Ipsos poll, Ipsos poll uh, in the seven states where the election is the closest in 2020, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, Michigan, Biden has a, a four point lead. Uh, among uh, those who said they're they're sure they're going to vote, but that four point lead is sitting right around you know right around the forties. You know they're, they're both sitting there. You're sitting on Biden's, yeah, anywhere from like forty three to forty seven. Yeah, and you so that's Biden's low, and you see Trump sitting there around the same kind of numbers, uh, varies a little bit depending on the poll, uh, and that's his his high mark. You know, Donald Trump's not getting to 51 percent, folks. He can't get to 46 this time, I don't think. Biden got to 51 last time. Uh, so, you, yeah, you look at, uh, you know, and I keep cautioning, though, all these polls, none of them mean anything. Not the ones that say, you know, that he's going to be that, that Biden's 11 points down in Michigan, which is, you know, I mean, don't don't buy that. But you can't buy even the, the Biden, you know, leading or tied in eight polls since late November, according to 538. You know, you have the 49-48, the Marist poll, he's tied in the economist, YouGov, 43-43, 43-42, the morning consult. You know, you go keep going through these. They're all 44, 42, 43, 42, 37, 35. They are a today. And the, the only thing you can take from them, in my view, is that Biden's like at his low point in terms of where he can get to. And Trump is at his high. Trump's not going to go higher than this. 
And that is, again, why the third parties are such a problem, because um, if there aren't any third parties, then I, you know, then then Biden being at his low means he's going up from here and, and he's got a job to do. He's, we've all got a job to do. We've got to make sure that people come at, turn out, that they don't stay home because they're and two that uh, we win. You know, I'd rather be in the Biden position of having to win base voters back. In other words, if you see our decline to the, to where we are today with Biden, it's coming from young voters that voted for him last time, minorities that voted for him last time. You know, so he's got to win back to get, he's at his low point because people who've already voted for him in the past and, and voted Democratic in 2022 are, he's got to come get them to come back. Trump has to get people who've never voted for him. And if you hadn't, didn't vote for him in 2016 and you didn't vote for him in 2020, he, he's got to get, now we know those people will be there. <laughs> They're coming out. But he's got to get people who've never voted for him before. Um, I think it's much more likely that people who've never voted for him before stay home than, than come out, you know, if they didn't come out the first two times. I think, uh, so he's not going to grow. And, and it's really Biden, the third parties are competing for those, those voters in the Biden you know, I've been there with Biden before. Yeah, they're they're worried about it maybe right now about the economy, his age, you know, whatever their reasons are. But if it's a choice between Trump and Biden in the past two elections, um, in 2020, they broke to Biden. In 2022, they broke dem to the Democratic uh, candidate for Congress. And I think, you know, uh, if there's no third parties, they break to to Biden again. The third parties draw from what remains of that from the Biden low to where he can get to. to he can get to fifty one, fifty two percent. I think he, he can get a bigger margin than twenty twenty, where he got fifty one. It's the third parties that are the big threat. It's not. I don't think it's 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 uh, it's it's Trump. Uh, you know, I I keep saying this that you know I I keep reminding people that I believe Trump is weaker. Uh, than a lot of people out there think that the press and the pundits have become so convinced uh, uh, and repeating the mantra of his supposed invincibility in the Republican Party that they're missing some signs that uh, I, I still think that ceiling can go lower that he has. It's a low ceiling already. Well, I think it can be lower. And, and this is that number that I keep coming back to that you and I were talking about before. The one big number that I think is very interesting about how tenuous Trump's support could be. I mean, and I'm curious what you think about how this could affect the primaries. But uh, in that Reuters poll, 31% of Republicans, not everybody, Republicans said they're not voting for Trump if he's convicted of a crime. Obviously, we haven't, we, we've kind of shied away from the impact of all the trials that he's facing next year. But you got to believe that if he's losing that kind of support, and with all the trials happening next year, that number has to be very worrisome for him. Uh, yeah, but I think for a different reason, maybe than you think, uh, or that a lot of people think. You, when you see thirty-one percent of Republicans who say that if he's convicted, they're not with him, what that says to—that's part of that weakness I'm talking about. Do some of that—that thirty-one percent 
is totally capable of moving to a Nikki Haley or a, you know, or someone else in this, in, in these early states, because if they're not going to vote for him, if he's convicted, it says to me that there's at least 31% who have some kind of concern about what if he's convicted, right? And, you know, so it doesn't mean that he, that they'll actually defect now, but I think it shows a real, you know, shows some of the pockets of weakness. And then when you go in and you look in Iowa, New Hampshire, where, you know, this last one, he's at 51% in Iowa and everybody's like, wow, he's at 51%. And, and you know, and I think what it had uh, DeSantis at 19 and, and Nikki Haley at 16. This guy is supposedly going to be able to shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and the entire Republican Party will say he must have had a good reason. Got that. I, I believe that's true too. However, then explain to me, how is he at 51% in Iowa and 41% right. in New Hampshire? I mean, what is, there's some weaknesses that are going on. I mean, either it's like, I, you know, I just don't want the chaos anymore, which I think Nikki Haley is really hitting on that. It's a great message, you know, that it's chaos surrounds him. We need, you know, that's her case for her. I think those some of those messages and the 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 trials. Not the, I don't think he's going to be convicted between now and the election. I don't mean that in a. I, I mean I think he'll be convicted. I just think it's much likelier that somehow it'll get stalled out, and you know the the Supreme Court will rule that uh, you know make some rulings and delay things. You know that that we can't count on that. I do think though that it shows people in the Republican Party actually are concerned about it. I mean, that that 31% say, hey, if that's it, I'm out of here. Well, if that's it, they're out of here, then, you, you know, they may be thinking about getting out of here. Do they really want to wait around for that? That's what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, something better comes along, something with some momentum, something if he loses in New Hampshire with John Sununu now, Coming out with for Nikki Haley, the governor there, very popular, uh, particularly if she can take second in Iowa, which you know it may be her problem. Maybe she can't do that. I don't know, but I just think that the this whole you know the invincible dude is about to be. I think it's more and more you're seeing cracks in that armor, and I think it's gonna some of it's gonna melt away, and uh, you know we'll see. We're five weeks away from Iowa. Uh, unlike everybody else who thought, oh, 51, that just that just shows how invincible he, it was. I think it exposed how weak he is, that somebody is going to take – and by the way, that was the whole thing. The whole way the press and everybody jumped on, it's over, look how strong he is in Iowa, is going to make whoever takes second bigger because we're now sure – that Trump's going to win Iowa. We all know that. So the so just tell me who the other person is because we're all bored with this crap. We just want to know. And when we know that, and when the press knows that, watch. And I think Sununu endorsing her may help her get some of these. Think about it. you got these thirty one percent who aren't going to be with him if he's in, convicted, and. You're sitting there and there's 51% in for him in Iowa. And the, what is 49% thinking right now? Who are they? I mean, they're voting for somebody else. Why? 
because they already are worried about Donald Trump in one way or another. And then you're trying to figure out, well, who has a, you know, is it DeSantis? Who, who might be stronger? Because I want to, uh, you know, uh, th- I want to make sure that, you know, we've got a, a, a horse that can win kind of thing. And then John Sununu says, hey, I'm with Nikki Haley. And if you're in Iowa and you're starting thinking, well, maybe she can win there. I mean, there's there's other stuff going on. This is not like these poll numbers where everybody goes, oh, black and white, 51, 19. It doesn't work that way. Not in these early states. And particularly after the early states. I mean, there can be big shifts once everybody go who's not really paying attention in Texas right now or California because their state's way down there. And, you know, frankly, they've been they haven't watched any debate and they get Trump stuff all the time. And then all of a sudden they're going to get a huge dose of somebody else. And when they get a huge dose of somebody else, that's when we'll see whether how weak he is. I I, I may be overestimating how weak he is, but I think it's going to be weak enough that this is going to be a that it's not going to be a he'll he'll be the nominee, but he's going to get roughed up. Joe, I think that's a great place to wrap for today. Are you sure you don't want to explain to people who you are just for like three minutes? I think that'll wait till the new year. Give people something to listen to. This question is sanity, folks, but he's worked for me for like 11 years. Is it longer than that? Oh, it's it's close to the first. Well, remember, I worked for you and then I went to Obama and then I came back. So it's closer to 15, which is a little scary. Yeah. So this is like, so one, you know, on a sanity scale, you guys all, you know, get to get to rate them on that but sooner we're going to start you know dropping little factoids so you guys get to know who who alex really is thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show this podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers and as part of resolute square check out the latest at resolutesquare.com slash trippy please subscribe to that trippy show leave a review on apple or wherever you listen you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.